Yeah, the amount of time that is starting to happen again between episodes is it's getting longer and longer as things get busier and busier. But it's, it's the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, even before that, I can't remember when, when we did the last one, but I remember I released two in a day because I was having such bad internet problems that uh Rip. yeah i i ended up because i had uh i have like, like my yeah i've i've ligma so i can't get internet no like i have my modem um on the other side of my house and then a router plugged into that and then my desktop is like all the way on the other side of my house and all i have is like a little usb wi-fi adapter thing that i started using when i moved into my house like two years ago and uh I had like a Wi-Fi extender and it was it was working fine for a while and then it just kind of stopped working fine. So I ended up buying like another Wi-Fi extender and I just bridged the gap a little bit better and now I have a whole speedy Wi-Fi of 30 megabytes a second. So it's very, very impressive. Well, yeah, I, I also figured out that I paid for like I, I thought that I paid for like maybe a hundred. Um, but I found out I pay. I actually pay for 400 megabytes a second, so I need to call Xfinity and bitch at them. Because, uh, well, first of all, I got to plug in a computer directly into the router and see what kind of speeds I'm getting. And if it's anything less than 400, I'm going to call those fuckers at Xfinity and complain. Yeah, make the make the wagey do his job. Yeah, because like I think that the only other um, like internet service provider i can get out where i live is um the tesla one um starlink, starlink. yeah starlink i think that's the only other provider i can actually get my <laughs> Bruh, that's offered everywhere that's a satellite yeah Damn. exactly Damn. it's like xfinity and starlink xfinity your options it's, are xfinity yeah. and xfinity that's really what you're saying yeah pretty much i mean starlink is i i was just looking into it the other day and i think it's like a month on top of like a $600 um, like material fee. Yeah, but it's not meant for like it's not meant for like someone with a regular house, static household. Who like said in, my house is regular? I live in the fucking mushroom kingdom, my guy. Unless <laughs> those mushrooms grow legs and move, I don't think you need Starlink. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't even I mean... Oh, yeah, I guess that Starlink would be beneficial if you were, like, living out of the back of your car or something. Every time I've seen Starlink used, it's been by someone that's, like, mobile. Some dude in Ukraine. No, I've seen it in the States, just people traveling. Someone pulled it out at Darcy when we were there from Ewok. Just, like, whipped it out and started posting on the gram. Dude, it was fucking, it was so <laughs> silly. Because, like, we had Wi-Fi, like, the entire time, which is, like, not at all typical of a Darcy course. But, like, we weren't students, so it was uh, very just funny. I imagine that you don't get service out there. Uh, not great service, no. Yeah. It's, it's not, like, out in the boonies. Like, it is and it isn't. Like, it's not, like, remote, like, to where, like, you're driving an hour and there's nothing around you. But, like... It's still not like I could. T- there's definitely lapses in coverage in some spots. Yeah, but it's not. I don't know. It's not crazy. Swamp considerations. Uh, Starlight considerations. Darcy considerations. <laughs> Considerate my considerations. Mm. Overweight considerations. 
Oh, you know, no. here's my thoughts. We can we can talk about overwhites. And we can talk. <laughs> I don't about, want to do that. Whatever the other option. Hold on. We can talk about overwhites. We can talk about Darcy, and we can talk about Tusk, or we can talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I, I think I know which one will make the audience see the most. And that's the toss up. That's the one. <laughs> it's the overwhites. Yeah, honestly, yeah. at this point, I think it's the overwhites because the overwhites is is almost as bad as the atheoids cringing oh. or, yeah, aka the satanists. So true, dude. That whole thing in the Iowa fucking um, dude, like praise Christ, building. praise oh, Christ. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that guy man. that like knocked over the statue. Why was there a satanic statue? In That's my Iowa question. Anyway? That is, I, my I got, question. I got the answer for you. So it's, it's this. It's a it's a state government building, so they do uh, you know Christmas things. Uh, you know they'll have a they'll have a little Christmas thing, like a baby Jesus in the manger kind of thing. And because America is a satanic country, they said, "Oh well, we've got something good in the capital, so we need to give equal time to evil." So the Satan and and that's what our law says. So there's freedom of freedom of religion includes evil religions like Satanists. And I know some some fucking cuck is gonna be like, well, they're not real Satanists, it's just a meme. No, fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Well that's These that's are- kind of one of the things too, is that you know, it's said that the what what is the the saying that the, the greatest trick that Satan played on anybody is convincing them that yes. he didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not really worshiping the devil. You're just pretending to. As you're, just using, no, fuck you're just using fuck all off. of his iconography. You're using the <laughs> devil's name. You're using every one of his symbols. Well, you're yep. completely yeah. standing in you're opposition to the uh, evil. You support yeah. evil. And and that's that's really what it comes down to is that, you know, the, the whole thing with like the Satanist um, deal is that they'll say like, oh, I'm I'm an atheist. Um, and I just use it as, as symbolism to turn away from from Jesus and all that stuff. But it's like you not you're either with God or you're against Him. Yeah, you, you, and and that's what it comes you can down say to. You're an, you can say you're an atheist and that and you're some like it's some neutral Switzerland third party. No, fuck no, you are in league with the devil. <clears throat> yeah, and and you know the the thing too is like we can get into the nuances of of you know christianity and and you know all the different uh you know denominations religion, and stuff and, and religions like, made by demons to trick christians well yeah i mean there's that's the, that's the problem <laughs> is like, cards up, baby. let's lay them out that's the problem is that you know like like for instance you're orthodox and and, and i'm catholic and geo is what are you geo i'm going to a protestant church right now Okay. Um, how, how is it? How how is it? I come from so the Lutheran I haven't, background. So I haven't been going. So when I was in the states, I didn't really care for a lot of the churches in South Florida. They were either all in Spanish or they were all just like diluted. So my wife and I just really weren't going. And then we get here, and the like her family has been part of this church for like decades. So it's it's like an established like. What the fuck are you doing? Oh no! Sorry, there's like a bag. And I kicked it. So, um, so her family's like established, been going to this church for like decades. So we started going, 
and it's it's nice. Um, it's a lot more singing than I've ever thought churches would have, but it's not like it, it's not bad. And in terms it's of not like, a jam, it's not a jam session for an hour. No, and it's half. not. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like we do go over scripture and stuff, and it'll be like you know, the, the pastor won't go through it, and he'll he'll give like you know he'll make it personable too. Like it won't be like like hey guys, we're the cool church, but it'll be very much like. Like, you know, when you're standing in line and someone just really pisses you off and, you know, it's, it's, like, it's godly to be. It's godly Jerry to be. Seinfeld stand up with a cross behind him. What's the deal with Iowa, guys? What's the deal with the devil? Get a load of this guy. No, but it's not like that. It's it's pretty – it's it's about what, you, what I've expected. Like, uh, I don't know. It's not like overly – uh, sing songy, but it's also like it, it still is very much like fear of Gotti, if that makes sense. Oh, that's good. That's like good. It, it, it's it's very much like you know you can't just get away with like doing stuff like you have to live by these tenets. And so it's pretty good, and I, I really do try to pay attention. But the other good thing is it's very it's very ingrained into the community. So like a lot of people don't know this, but K-Man is like ninety something percent Christian. Oh, um, that's great. It is. There's um. As far as I know, for you know the quote unquote big three, there is there are no mosques here at all, no no uh, Islamic places of worship, and there is one Jewish community center. There isn't even a synagogue. Um, oh. Legally, you can't open a storefront on Sunday. The only exceptions are like very small stores of convenience and like gas stations, but everywhere else, or like it has to serve like food. As like its primary like enterprise. Like that's about the only thing that gets away with it. Otherwise, it has to be closed, and that's one hundred percent rooted in the religion here. That's, um, one, that's one cool thing about living in a small town is that like the only there there are a couple places that are open on Sundays, but it's mostly like gas stations and the grocery store. It's like, very much treated like the Sabbath. I mean, there yeah. are like rules like you can't play loud music on Sundays, particularly. Like it's it's some like it's funny because I think. Either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day lands on a Sunday, and everyone's a little confused as to what that's going to mean. Hmm. So it's it's like it's not a theocracy by any means, but you definitely you definitely see where where religion has guided the law, and like you know, in a good way. And like you know, there's always going to be people who complain, but at the same time, the Christian presence is very strong here, which is yeah, nice. awesome. Like I, I, wow. I do, I definitely feel like it also tempers. And like gives that moral backbone to the people here, which is why the crime is so low, despite the fact that Cayman could be like any of the other Caribbean islands that are just like lawless hellholes. It just isn't. Yeah. And I think religion has a big part in that. So yeah. I like it. I like going to church. That's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I think that like, you know, we can we can obviously get into the nuances of of Catholicism versus Protestantism versus Orthodoxy, but. At the same time, like we're we're all on the same side, right? Like especially when you have something like the you know the the broad generalization of Satanism, which is just anything that is not Christian, and and you know there, I think that the problem too is like I think that people have a hard time differentiating, like the random tribal dude that has never heard of anything before, and who's actively denying. Things like like if you have the internet and you have all these little communities at your disposal, there's really not 
a good reason why you shouldn't be working on like your spiritual health and making sure that you are following like you're down the right path, you know? Yeah. Listening to, uh, geo talk about, uh, the Christianity and the Cayman islands makes me really excited for, to look at my American calendar and see that about two thirds of the year are blocked out to celebrate some form of sodomy, <laughs> whether it yeah. be trans month, Jesus. pride month, trans survival day God damn, uh, just we're just gonna celebrate sodom just until the brimstone well, yeah look, fucking, look at look in the, the what was it two senators or whatever twice <laughs> twice that was no, this twice. is the part yeah you didn't hear it happen two again separate, two separate incidents two separate incidents I of sodomy in the capital Again, it, I, I, there's a good meme I saw. It was it was like at night in the Capitol, and it's the it's the eyes wide shut party oh, scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah no, I it's... saw that too. I saw it too. Yeah, might as well be. Oh, you know what? I did, I did see a meme where it was like the guy whispering to George Bush, like you know, like in real life when, when the second <laughs> yes, plane hit yes. the tower, and he was like, was two, a, two a more second. senators got caught fucking each other in the butt. A second intern has been sodomized. Yeah, uh, that's insane. Like I, so, and to the, know, our it, country it, celebrates it, sodomy. It celebrates it. It enshrines it. If you're in the government, you've got to take classes about how you should respect sodomy, and and just. Uh, I get it from the perspective of loving the sinner, but man, America just embraces loving the sin. Well, just yeah, that's, that's really what it comes down to is that they're just embracing loving the sin. And, it, and it's conflicting to me too, because, you know, like I'm still in the military and I'm still, um, you know, I don't, I don't dislike America, but I think that the leadership right now is is lacking heavily um, dog that's a that's an understatement yeah to say the least if like, i were like, still in i would go trans just so i could have the lowest pft oh, i was her. joking around about that yeah there's there a, um, a power move troon has got there that one on lock there was something on uh i think like terminal cwo posted it but uh I, I commented on it and I said that uh, I'm trans on on paper, so I can uh, be a female twice a year, PFT and CFT. Powerful. That's the move, man. This man, this man will go places, not great places, except maybe Fort Hood. But well, places. It's, it's crazy too because you know, in my experience, like whenever I have drill or exercises or whatever I'm doing, like I'm hanging out with with either other guys that are doing fire stuff, air control stuff, or I'm hanging out with like an infantry battalion and everybody there is pretty cool. Like, like everybody there is, is focused on getting good training in. So that way they can go kill people and that's what they should be. And like, as, as soon as if, if, you know, the, the rare occasion where somebody finds out that, you know, one of the dudes is like bi or something like that, like, Everybody just kills is very them. standoffish to them. No, kills them. no, but everybody's very standoffish to them and and treats them very differently after they find out. And I think that the 
you know, at least in my corner, and, and I've heard this too from like active duty Marine infantry guys too, is that the um, the infantry in, in the Marine Corps is still very much like mission focused and, and, you know, they, they don't buy into all that stuff. And, and, you know, we had to get briefs like years ago when, when women were allowed to start being in the infantry. Um, and some guy came and, and pretty much explained to us how, you know, women are actually better at hiking and the gear doesn't fit them, which is complete bullshit because their hips yeah. are shaped differently. Yes. And you know, all, yeah, all this other stuff. And then, and then when the guy left, like everybody was just roasting him, like all the way up the ranks. Everybody's making fun of this guy, and yeah, I I, I haven't seen any like O three women yet, like infantry women. Um, but you know, there there have been a handful that are in our unit and like support roles, but none that are going on the hikes and 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 doing everything that you know the the dudes carrying 240s and mortars and all that stuff are doing i got out right before that was a thing in our unit Same. in hood so I, I never saw it yeah well when i remember when i joined when i went to um mct because in the very beginning you're you're all you're all combined like all the guys yeah going to, to mct for the non-infantry mos's and then uh itb for the infantry mos's and there were a handful of girls that were like, oh, I'm supposed to go to ITB. Um, and then I remember like when I was in comm school, there was there was two girls in my class and they were um, they had gone to artillery school beforehand as like a trial thing to see how they would do. So they would like go to arty school and then do their their the school there as like a trial thing. And then they went to um, comm school, like, you know, radio operators course to. uh to go to like their actual MOS, but, and they were, I, I don't know like how easy arty school is, but they weren't in very good shape, but I got a free, uh, like artillery school glass out of it, like a beer glass thing. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, dude. The other day, yeah, my, parents, my, my, my mom gave it to me. She's like, Hey, do you want this? I was like, yes, that thing's sweet. I've been looking for it. <laughs> and that was like 10 years ago that I went there. So. I have a, I have a beer Stein for a ball that I, I don't think I ever went to. And it's for Fort Hood. It's for Gary Owen too. So seventh Cav. Nice. I don't know what, I don't know how I got it. I don't know how it was in my possession. It must've been like my roommates or something. And he like left it, but I just have it. It's such a weird like vestige of service, <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, it's, but oh. it, it, it is, it is like a bittersweet thing when you come to the realization that like, the leadership in the U.S. is not is not looking. Oh, we are we are not a serious country, not at all. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have been keeping with Ukraine I or have whatever, been. but um, <clears throat> the Washington Post quietly removed like their their like exclusive tab for the war in Ukraine, and I don't know if that's a sign of just like oh the current thing has shifted, and now we're on you know Gaza, the Middle East, Yemen. Or if that's a precursor to just like accepting quietly, it's a quiet defeat. Yeah, the the good guys are going to win. I don't know if I call them the good guys, but definitely. (laughs) I know I got to wrestle some jimmies here, baby. Uh, I'm gonna listen to some uh, some ho ho telling me uh, the whole story. It really is so insane how the like the pooch got screwed so badly 
And, and this the, is the, glo- the globalist tricked you. The scorpion told you he would help you across the river and that he would never sting you because then you would both would drown. And sure as shit, we stung you. Did it again. God bless yeah. America. Uh, yeah, you got the shit under the stick there. Uh, I mean, even, even in that. like the, the whole history of, of America, like when you look at the whole initial reason for like freedom of religion and everything, it was because the guys that started the country were like Freemasons and Puritans. And they're very odd in both those freedom of religion in early america meant you could be something other than anglican if you want yeah that well yeah yeah, i think that that was the main thing was that because they were they didn't want to follow the church of england um ask ask the early americans how accepting they were of native paganism and uh get back to me yeah me when i'm Uh, setting someone uh, setting someone on fire on a stick I, I I think too that that's kind of a problem with like this whole realm because the the whole like firearm two A thing all that stuff kind of a kind of a core I, maybe not a core tenant to the the whole realm but you know the whole thing with like freedom of to bear arms and all that and so people will will move that over to like freedom of speech because they're getting um, censored and banned and stuff for just saying like you know, stuff about guns or, or having some, you know, kind of spicy takes on some things that are not, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't scream on a Greyhound bus in the middle of the ghetto, but you know, I think that people then take it really far and then they, they're like, okay, freedom of religion, freedom of this, freedom of that. And it's, it's like a very like libertarian line of thinking where it's, or like anarchist line of thinking where they're like, Oh, you know, you should be able to do anything that uh, you want as long as you're not hurting others, not realizing that, you know, any, anything that you decide to do is going to impact others for the good or for the worse. And a lot of the time it's in ways that you can't necessarily understand and like a surface level thinking. Like when you have full freedom of, of, uh, you know, sexuality. Now you have dudes that are banging each other in like government buildings in DC making decisions to affect your life. Like, how is that not? Well, I, I, then the, yeah. The libertarian line of thinking is for the, for the most part, there are exceptions, but then if you're making this exception, you're probably not really libertarian. You're just in the closet about it. But, uh, you know, freedom for a libertarian looks like sacrificing babies to Moloch, you know? I just, we gotta, it's my right to abort as many babies as I possibly can. And God forbid anyone tell me otherwise. Yeah, I don't get behind that shit. Fuck that. That's crazy That's, talk. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm saying, like, anyone who would, like, I don't know, man. It's it's pretty crazy how you, you and I have talked about this yes. a very long time ago about the the shifting, like like you know everyone's a libertarian until they see kind of just how shitty people can be with that freedom, and then all of a sudden you start kind of edging back to the other side to more conservative, yeah. and it's just you know I, I see less and less of those atheistic you know I just want the gay couple down the street to be able to defend their weed. I want the Satanists, I want the Satanists to defend their Lucifer statue with unregistered machine guns. That's what I want. 
that that's what freedom means to me and uh, that shit's gotta end uh the I, people I, i'll say this i think it's i think it's losing a lot of the uh traction it used to have i'm glad i'm glad libertarianism is fading and because uh, people no are growing up people are growing up they're this they're realizing you know they got to be an adult you can't just be a sinning degenerate sodomite as your political platform uh apparently you can it's called the united states government true true if you run for elected office at the federal level got pretty good odds that that's what you do but no and, and that was the other part where i was having this discussion with someone else and and I, i'll bounce it off of you too I'll, I'll say the thing uh you two name just pick a, a pick a citizenship of a person that you think is as opposite from you as you possibly can. Any country in the world. Like for me, it's probably going to be some dude in I don't know Nigeria. I'll go with Nigeria, I was say like what, Ghana or something, or like like Ghana, like Central Ghana. African Republic. Just like just some place where it's absolute subsistence, like very now, limited corrupt government, if any at uh, all. Yeah. Yeah, now think of that person who's the opposite of you, kind of culturally. This Nigerian, this Ghanese guy, and here's mine where I would I, I'd ask, and I genuinely want your input. Which would you rather have as a neighbor, a Ghanese or a Nigerian who is Christian, or an American who is an atheist? The Christian guy. Hell yeah! yeah. Hell yeah! I, um. I, I, I at least know with the Christian guy, I at least know that morally and ethically, we're at least rowing in the same direction. Uh, an atheist, the, the that's anything that from dude, Satanism to, to just to having read too much Nietzsche. The, the, Nietzsche. I, I would say that the problem with that sort of broad like thought process, whatever, thought exercise, is that you know, there, there's a, there are a lot of countries out in certain parts of the world where they claim that they're Christian and they just like slaughter each other constantly and they're, you know, cutting off dudes' hands for diamonds and shit like that. And and, and they, they don't really live by the lessons that Christianity teaches, teaches us to or they, uh, you know, have a very like perverted sense of things. And, you know, if you, if you flip that, like some dude that's that you know generations dis, that's an atheist is probably just going to stay inside and play with Funko Pops all day, and you know that's not really the person that you want as like a neighbor to count on for any sort of serious situation, but it's a neighbor that you know is probably not going to be troublesome, um, and obviously it can go either way. Like you can have the atheist American neighbor that is just just like straight Reddit atheist, just unbearable person and and always wants to make it a point to talk to you and, and inevitably bring it up. Or you can have the guy that escaped his country because he, (laughs) and he lives by those core tenants and he, you know, really wants to be a good Christian and and left his country because it's a, it's a shithole. So I, I think that it can go either way with that. But I would say that if you're talking about people that are for the most part, um, you know, generations deep living in america um and you can you can assume that almost everybody that you're referring to in this sense is going to be uh 
housebroken. Um, I would say that pickaxe. I'd say pacified. Yeah, pacified. I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that in like 2019. I, I really can't fucking see it. Like, I'll disagree with you on that one, dude. I can't see that shit today. Like, just yeah, they're 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 pacified at least outwardly, but I don't know what that dude's doing behind closed doors. Yeah, that's that's a valid point. Um, mine would be so they've been corrupted by their sloth. You know, ultimately. I just yeah. That's all they do. They're just lazy pieces of shit. I I'd rather take I'd rather take a Christian that's sinning trying to trying to right the ship than someone that's just wallowing in their own filth and that's just their life now. They wake up, they turn on Pornhub, jack off most of the day and go to sleep and that's their weekend and then Jesus. they're going to go then they're going to go to work on Monday. Bring uh, the old hog. Yeah, the Rev up the goon cave. Cracking the hog in the goon cave. Uh, you gotta, you gotta go outside to turn on four generators as you're playing with your kid outside. <laughs> Jesus. Just to power just to power the cave. Yeah, just to power just to power the fucking rectal genocide or four thousand, dude. <laughs> Delivered by Amazon. Yeah. Delivered. Next day shipping too. Dog same day shipping <laughs> no, Amazon. I, you know, I, I think that the I would agree that the 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 likelihood of the Christian being a better person to live by is is there like a hundred percent like I'm not disagreeing with that at all, but I I still think that um and I still what do kind of cat? stand by the the whole thing where you know you can't have a first world country filled with third worlders, um, and I think that without going too deep into it, um, simply introducing. Uh, the Bible or Christianity or theology or anything like that to some of these regions isn't isn't enough to help them out and and all that. I think that there's a lot more that that does go into it, but I would say that in terms of like sitting down and having a conversation with them, like yeah, I'm probably I'm going to pick the Christian, um, you know, ten out of ten times. Uh, and it's a difficult question fine. either way. Maybe, maybe I'm just overthinking it. <laughs> no, and I, I think you're. I think you make valid points. Uh, it's, it's a discussion. It's not, it's not me winning or you losing not, or vice yeah, versa. It's, it's just you're just bouncing ideas. It's not a Reddit but, post. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. you guys aren't going to downvote me. I'm, I'm going to upvote you right here. Up dudes. Up yeah. dudes. There's, there's mine where we can talk about you know third worlders and first worlders and all that and you know i'm living in the first world and i spend enough time visiting the third world and it's just uh, goddamn some of these places they don't have running water but they're one one hundredth as degenerate as your average american who's just wallowing in their sin well i think that and, the internet plays a big role in that oh too. absolutely absolutely yeah, couldn't yeah. agree more yeah, it's it's one of those things like you machine. What's that? It's the evil machine. You and yeah. I, we all know this. Deep well, down inside, we all know it. Anytime yeah. that you have anytime such you have instantaneous communication, um, you know it's going to be used for, you know, it's the new tower of Babel, evil. baby. It's the new well, tower of Babel. And I think too that you know you can go in certain circles. Like so, what I did on on Instagram actually is is I started um, if I see a post that is generally either not from like a close friend of mine or isn't religious in nature i'll just 
I won't unfollow them, but I'll just mute the the post. So mm-hmm. I can still see their stories or whatever. Um, I'm not like unfollowing them or anything, but I just want my feed to be generally religious content or like very close friends. Like if it's companies or them trying to sell me something, unless it's something I'm really interested in, um, then I will, I will mute it. Um, but I think that, you know, we, we have this tool for instantaneous communication and I will get DMS fairly often from guys saying that, um, you know, listening to is better than cry. Yeah. Yeah. That too. too. Yeah. No, uh, I'll get like DMs saying like, Hey, you know, you guys really <laughs> open the door for me. Like I'm starting to attend mass. I'm going to RCI. Oh, that's stuff, great. Which is that's incredible. Fantastic. And it's very, it's very uplifting. And then, you know, you, you can go on, uh, on an explore page on your feed or whatever. And, and you just see like absolute degeneracy. So it, it yes. can definitely go either way. Um, I think that any tool that's, that's openly available that, uh, who the devil's going to use for his his benefit, yep. his gain. Um, and it's going to take everybody at some point. Like It's going to affect everybody negatively at some point um, if they allow themselves to be you know, exposed to it because there, there's really no way to get around it in a lot of parts. Um, so it's kind of funny, too, like when you go on, uh, when you go on Instagram and, and see... Like I follow a handful of people that are like priests. So there's like a couple nuns that I follow and stuff. And... and I just wonder, like, how how many times do they go online and they just like shake their head and, and just get off and they're like, you know, oh, I can't even that. imagine. Like either that or or maybe they have like some secret way to like refine their their yeah. Instagram feed, it, like their explore page so well that it just it doesn't even enter them um, or enter like into their their view or whatever. I feel like it might be something to where they might maybe not willingly expose themselves to it. But like seeing it and seeing the state just reinforces the importance of what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like you know, like if you're, you know, going and being amongst sinners, going and being amongst yeah. sinners. It's there like that. Go. That's 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 the best way to put it. Yeah, it, I think too that that a lot of the time, like when you have like really strong, pious, holy members of of the clergy and stuff that are listening to people's confessions all the time and listening to the state of people that are in in these these deep states of sin and, and addiction to to different vices and, and all that like hearing how how miserable they are and, and all that i think that it probably does help them stay away from a lot of it obviously you still have some that slip up because because they're humans and uh there are some that do really really deplorable things um but i think that uh i think that for the most part hearing all the negative so these things kind of kills the illumine and i think that they're mm-hmm generally going to be humble enough to where they're not going to be like, Oh, that, that won't happen to me. I'm better. I mean, yeah. almost, almost yeah. I'm assuming everyone sitting in here right now has never had to like, try like crack or like heroin or fentanyl to know like, Oh, that's bad. Yeah. And it might yeah. be like the same way. Like they just see it as like, like, Oh, you're addicted to methamphetamine. Even though really it's, you know, you're gambling like a motherfucker. Well, and then there, there's my vice, which I'm guilty of, and I've been talking about it this entire time, as I'm absolutely guilty of wallowing in the worst and the hopelessness, and absolutely guilty of it, and I need to repent. But, uh, you know, it's very human, very human. Yeah. Everyone right? has their struggle. And as far as I understand it, because, you know, you guys are 
much more learned about this than I am. As far as I understand it, it it's so it's just it's the same thing as like fitness. Like you're you're constantly yes. Like you might you might slip up one day and like break your diet or break your you know intermittent fasting or whatever. But it's like all right, cool. Like I I can't let this happen again to the best of my ability, and I'm just going to keep progressing. And then you know, a year down the line, you're a completely different person. And then ten years down the line, you're you know you've improved dramatically. Uh, I, that's how I understand it. I don't know if there's like a, I don't know. I guess it depends on your denomination and what like demeanor. Yeah, I mean for for me, I'm in a constant state of. Uh, I try to be in a constant state of repentance. Like I, I've been talking some mad shit on here, but at the end of the day, I. I ultimately don't view myself as any better than any of those degenerates. I'm degenerate in my own way. and I must repent. That's my view and opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, I think too, that, you know, like as of late, I've been a lot more unplugged from things. Like I don't generally follow new stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I see stuff like, you know, being shared on telegram all the time and Instagram and all the different social media outlets of different things going on. I generally just don't read it because I generally don't care. Um, yeah. And, you know, I go to, I go to mass every week with my family and, and all it that. Is great. And, and it I, is great. It, it makes me feel a lot better than, than, you know, from compared to like years ago where I didn't go to mass and, and I was constantly paying attention to what was going on and with the news and, and thinking that, that, you know, this is going to be the last year where things are stable. And then, coming on five years later, things are still relatively stable. Um, you know, I, I think that it's best to, to just kind of unplug and, and focus on, on your own thing. And, and one of my buddies, like uh, we were high school friends and, and shortly after high school, we were, we were buddies and you know, years ago, we kind of just stopped hanging out and I've seen him since then, like here, here and there. And, um, but he ended up uh, getting married and, and uh, they have a kid and I think they have another one on the way. Um, Wonderful. And yeah, like he's, he's asking me about, you know, religion and all that. And, and me and him were, were never on the same page. Like when I was not religious, he was, and when I was, he wasn't up until late. He's been asking me a lot more about it and talking to me and expressing interest in it. Um, but he, he always talks about like political stuff going on. And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. I don't follow that. I didn't know that You know, every single time. And, and I told him the other day, I was like, dude, honestly, just unplug for a week. Like you will feel so much better. And you know, there, there's that whole thing where it's like, yeah, you can say, Oh, well, it's just an, an, an ignorance is bliss kind of deal. And, and feeling better doesn't make you more prepared or, you know, feeling better about what's, what's going on because you're unaware of it doesn't help you. Um, and I would say, you know, on, on one, on one side, you're right. Like it is good to kind of have an understanding of what's going on and current issues and, and be able to kind of see the direction that things are going. But on the other hand, I think that with going back to like how quick the, the communication is now, you know, it can be used for good and it can be used for bad. And I think that the constant like fear mongering of, of the political escape and, and a lot of these pages like on telegram, like uh, I, I can't remember the one that people always share um, that, that goes to show how much I ignore it, but there's like the, the, all the Intel pages that constantly are sharing just like doom posting stuff. And yes. uh, it's like a constant state of it's so over. And like, 
it it just doesn't help you to to fixate on that, right? Like if you get a broad a broad stroke on what's going on and kind of the direction of things, and then you go back to focusing on your own family and make sure that you're prepared on things, no matter what, um, and all that. Like you don't need to pay attention to every single news headline coming out to reestablish the need to have food preps and and have a way to clean your water and and all that stuff if if your power goes out, like. You, <laughs> You just got to unplug. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I think you make a really good point. Uh, it's so often, uh, so often it feels to me, so many people are obsessed with surviving in this world and they give not an ounce of thought to the survival of their soul. Just not an ounce of thought to it. They can tell you all about their plate carrier and their gear and, you know, what, variant of mark 18 they like the most but you know what they're doing to better their soul or their family's souls they no clue no clue at all well yeah and and i've brought that up a lot of times especially lately because a lot more of the stuff that i have been talking about lately has been more on like the religious side of things but uh you know there there's um the whole deal where, where you share something about gear related or, or something very surface level and guys jump all over it and it gets a lot of engagement, a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. It's hot. And, yeah, it's hot. and then as soon as you start bringing up like Got theological it. things or perplexing yeah. questions or, or, you know, even, even uh, TDGs like tactical decision games, people are, people just, just skip past it because it's, it's like that instant dopamine thing, right? Like the, the I have uh, an opinion on it and it's not a very nice one. Higher way. Um, I'm just convinced that like, like, I, I don't know, it might be a little bit defeatist on my end, but like kind of stepping away from the theology and kind of sort of shifting back my theory as to why people don't care about TDGs. I just don't think most people are fit to be like the type of dude who would be in those shoes. I, I disagree with the whole military system where everyone can be a leader. I think everyone can be a leader. But, like, I think that it ends, for a lot of guys, like, without serious self-motivation, it ends pretty quickly at, like, team leader and maybe squad leader. Like, anything Call past it. that, anything past that with, like, TV, like, I I don't want to say it's because guys aren't smart enough. I just don't think guys either realize have what's what it involved takes. or have what it takes. Yeah, I think it's just, you're just I, you just got it or you don't. Being a, leader, being a platoon leader is a, a hard fucking thing. There's not, not everyone could do it. That's true. And I yeah. think that's the hardest pill for me to swallow because, you know, you're confronted in this world with this, this like, and you've been told it as from a kid that you can do anything you want in the world. If you set your mind to it and it's like, yeah, sure. You, you can, I just, I just, uh, it's kind of fucked up to say, I just don't see some people ever being like, like I could never see some of the people that I like just see post. I can never see them fit the shoes of like a colonel. Like it just wouldn't happen. And you know, it's, it's by design. Like not everybody is going to be fit to, to fill every role. Like you said, like there's, there's a certain point where all of us, like our own we, we internal off, abilities yeah. of, of leadership is going to reach a, a limit. Like yeah. it might be, it might be the platoon level. It might be the company level, battalion level, whatever. Um, one, 
you know, is is it really something that that somebody that like someone like us should focus on on being a, like a company level leader? Um, you know, perhaps um, or understand the the link between or understand like how to how to go from a platoon level to a company level. Um, but I think that the majority of people fall kind of into that low or uh, like lower mid level of, of, you know, okay, you can, you can follow orders and, and you can take your slice of the pie and do, do it good. Um, or you can have a, a couple other guys help you with your slice of the pie and, and kind of show them what to do. But, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff, you know, when you're a platoon sergeant even, and it sucks. Like I, I do not like being a platoon sergeant. Like I like being a team chief and 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 having like the more technical side of things. But when you start introducing the admin side of things that like a platoon sergeant does, I hate it. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, it's not sexy. It's not what you signed up for. Well, that and and there's a lot of. I mean, maybe this is just the military side of things, but there's a lot of extra bullshit that you need to do. I mean, and yeah. I understand it. Like there's the accountability you need to make sure that everybody gets to where they need to be at the right time and make sure that everybody carries things out. And, but then there's, yeah. there's a lot of additional stuff that, that I've had to do just like filling in as a platoon sergeant from time to time. Um, and then I moved over to taking it like a team chief role where it's like a pretty small team of guys and all of us are a little bit above average um, in terms of like, we can follow big boy rules and, and not get in trouble. And it's it's a lot better too because it's definitely like a more technical side of things but that's good though yeah there's always going to be that dude that like nerds out though like i i like as far as your guys's own like group preparedness stuff goes um i mean gee i don't because I, I don't really think that you do any of it anymore now that you uh got deported but um you uh, know, it's different um so, so ever since I moved and the more I learn about the island, it gets different when you're – so my wife's family is like – I'm not going to say like they're super established. They're not like a household name here, but they're, they have more than enough connections that like someone like me just kind of falls in and like like fills in the blanks. It's almost like I joined in media rest. Like I'm not – I didn't really contribute to like these relationships being built. And so like, I'm just kind of following like what I'm good at, you know, try and join the police or coast guard or whatever, and then just build relationships there that'll work for the family. But what I've realized is that an island this small, and I, I'm assuming you extend this to a community this small, it is, it, it's in your best interest to kind of like advance just like the general well-being of the country. So like, it's not like in the United States where you feel like your government is at odds with you. Like the government here will do shit that I don't like. The, the current party in charge is a little bit too liberal and environmentalist for my taste. But despite that, it, it never feels, maybe it's just the honeymoon phase, but I never feel like, like I would ever be at odds with it. Like in any real significant dramatic way. Like, it, like, it's not like in the U.S. where you, you feel, you know, guys feel so bad that, like, they've militarized dramatically and they don't feel like the government represents them. Like, here, it's just, like, it's just different. I, mm-hmm. I wish I, I wish there was an easier way to explain it. But, like, it, here, you 
you, I just get the vibe that like it would be in everyone's best interest to just continue what's going on. You know, like there is no, there is no lofty ideal of shaking the boat because things are just so like good. Like I hate to say like utopic, but it kind of is like, it's got its faults, but like in terms of the problems here versus the problems in so many other places, including in the States, it's like, Oh dude, this place is paradise. And how much, how many piles of human feces have you had to walk past in your day-to-day None. life? None. Oh, wow. To be fair, though, I haven't either. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've driven past Detroit. That's what I'm saying. It's like I've I've never even there have encountered like human poop on the ground. My brother in Christ, Detroit is the human poop on the ground. Show me where it is. No, I'm fucking with you. Point two on the map. Detroit? Yeah, yeah, you can't. It's not real. (sighs) Fuck. No, but what I was on the nerd side of things, like, like have like Excel spreadsheets to track certain things, and like I I guess like how organized with like the admin side of things would you guys really get in with with your group of dudes? Um, not really to the logistics point. I'll say that like I wasn't like stockpile like doing ca- ammo counts and stuff and like stockpiling like okay you have X amount you have X amount you have X amount okay you have like MREs like even just on that I never really got to that point. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that's like. Oh, sorry. Go don't ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead, brother. I was I, I think that that's kind of where. I think that there's certain lines and like once you cross it, I think that that's a good indicator that you're kind of ready for the next um, element level. Like, you know, going from a pair to like a fire team to a, you know, squad to a platoon, so on and so forth. Um, I think that once you start getting like those organizational skills of being able to track, you know, 10 dudes at once, 14 guys, 20 guys. And, um, you know, keep track of where their progress is as far as their gear goes and kind of keep guys on track and, and, you know, get down to the logistics side of, you know, the five B's and all that stuff. I think that that's a good indicator. And I'm, I'm curious how many people actually track stuff like that instead of just like a very informal, like, Hey, who has, who has like a, a case of ammo? Okay, cool. Probably not a lot. And I'd venture to no, say that no those way. that do, I, I said not a lot. Like no one. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, yeah, no, no way are many people doing that. I'd say that. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm still of the opinion that the the most powerful groups in, at let's say just the U.S. those like martial groups, I, I still stand by that almost none of them are on Instagram. Like, yeah, they just, <clears throat> and if they are, like I've yet to see one that's like wholly impressive. Um, but you know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, the ones that are most interested in surviving and succeeding are going to be those that legitimize and, you know, your little backyard militia is just not a legitimate authority. It is not, uh, despite, despite whatever we feel about, um, you know, like, oh, my group is going to be the heroic group that saves the town from the Chinese invader. Main character syndrome. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, beyond, like, the main character delusions about the whole thing, the fact of the matter is is that we still live in a in a world where, 
you know, businesses and politicians and like appeals to authority are important. We live and in a society. So true. Uh, I didn't want to say it, funny. but I mean, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't, if you don't have that institutional power, or at least project some sort of institutional power, people just don't care because you just look like the clubhouse. You look like the rod and gun club from the eighties, dude. You don't look like like the the successor to you know your corrupt local government. You you come off as just like as Keystone cops. And it's catch, like catch me in the field in the three piece suit, so that way people see me as a legitimate. So true. Right, so it's funny true. you mentioned that. I was gonna, I was gonna throw my piece in. I've completely moved away from military preparedness at all. I live in a rural, isolated area. I'm probably the only person with nods in my county. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's a rural county, but. 8,000 some people and for me the move is the move is establishing rapport in the community and soft power you know going out and getting involved in civic things in your peacetime civic things in your community getting your face out now and being known as you know a good neighbor uh, or be involved in your local government your county or town government for me, you get far. You would get far more juice from that, from being part of your county commission or being part of your town council or whatever, than you possibly will by stockpiling a few dozen boxes of MREs. Because if you're if you're in charge of your county, if you're a member of your county's elected government or something like that, and anything goes down, you're going to be in charge of thousands of MREs, thousands of meals in a crisis. You don't need to worry about where your fresh water is coming from. You're going to be, you know, what your, your, your straw filter from a gully. You know, if you're in elected government, you are going to have access to thousands upon thousands of gallons in a crisis. And that's to me where I see the the real move versus obsessing over gear and trying to. I'd say there's a, the I'd say there's a definite. I'd say there's a definite. Um, there's some truth to that. I think it depends on your community. Like you're not. Oh, yeah, if totally, you're, totally. If you're if you're a Miamian or a New Yorker, if you're if you're Joe if you're Joe Schmo if you're Joe Schmo in Miami, I'm sorry, you're fucked. You're not going to become mayor next year. Yeah, but if you're you have way too much it, institutional like. Yep. If you live in a rural community and you aren't involved with your community, whether that's in like the Lions Club or your local government, it's so easy. It's so easy. You just go out there and smile and wave and hang out with people all day and bullshit. It's so easy. And I, I wish more rural people would get behind that than zeroing their 30-06 once a year and uh, buying some real tree clothing, that kind of thing. I think, okay, I'm shifting not gears to, a little not bit. To, not to push out, not to shit on hard power. Hard power has its place. I just think no one's, no one has a grasp on soft well, power. Well, the thing is, the okay, so I agree. I agree with that 100%. So, like, um, you know, hard power it's 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 this perpetual debate and guys still you can tell that guys still think along these lines but people are still reticent to think that military power isn't just a means to political power and it's very mm -hmm. it's 
it's a weird sort of like th- this is one of those conversations that when I have it with random dudes on the internet, uh, sometimes, not always. Sometimes I get a lot of really good responses, but other times I get like I can kind of just tell like, dude, like you're not going to, you can't shoot your way into a policy for drinking water or letting yes, taxes. Yes. Like you can't shoot yes. your way into that. Like that is a completely different thing. A completely different strategy. Yes. A completely different world. Like yeah, sure, there's some, you know, it powers power and there's a lot of principles that overlap. But at the same time, like like there needs to be a political machine behind your hard power. And if there isn't a social or political machine behind it, then you're just you're just an uh, you're just a fucking warlord, man. Like you're you're not you're not achieving anything with it. And and I've heard I've heard like, oh well, you know, I'm just there to keep the peace. And it's like, okay, cool. That's fine. You're a peacekeeper. With, but you have to but you have to identify that. but you have to identify if you're gonna keep the peace, what what looks like peace to you? Because to a lot of people right now, gang violence in the inner city is as close to peace as you can get in like the the highly in service economy industrialized you know west like that's yeah. just you know to some people that's part and parcel of living in a big city and that's peace but that might not be peace to you you know and so now you have to define what are your parameters for stability and then are you meeting them and it, it's just so much and it's so fucking it's such a science like i think that's the part like warfare is an art but there's so much science behind it and there's so much like like it it, to me it's the ultimate discipline because it requires almost every other discipline that you could learn to fall in behind it you know like like oh well art isn't important except when it has been for a war machine to keep up propaganda to recruit yeah. or to gain political support. Like, it, you know, all of a sudden art's the most important thing. I mean, there's a pretty good case that art without like, uh, someone made a pretty good case the other day that like most major dictators were artists. Um, I mean, you know, Hitler was a painter. Uh, Stalin wrote poetry. I think Lenin was a poet as well. Um, I think Trotsky was like a sketch artist, some shit like that. It, it was just like you keep seeing this. It's like I think Mao wrote poetry, so you start seeing like, oh, these guys are all just like erudite men that are much more than just like the memes. Like, and uh, granted, I named all dictators there. Like, I didn't name anyone that's like a a quote unquote good guy, but I mean, these are all yeah. people that rose to power in circumstances where a lot of times they shouldn't have. Which, you know, to a lot of guys listening to this, like, guess what? You 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 fit that bill. You are not part of the landed gentry, unless you are. In which case, congratulations, dude. Huh. Well, I think uh, that the the big thing about um, you know your point is that with with art, it makes you like for for my background is is like music. Um, like that's what I did kind of before this. Like my whole hobby was was music and stuff and. Um, it really makes you have to sit down and, you know, creating something is, is artistic, no matter, you know, how simple it is. Um, and like for, in the case of music, you, you have mostly art with a little bit of, of like math in it. So you need to know like the timing and, you know, you can follow the, like the discipline of music theory and, and you can know like what kind of, uh, 
you know, like what key you want everything to be in and stuff and follow that. Or you can just say, fuck it and do whatever. Um, and you can still make like a good product either way, but you know, having that like kind of discipline helps you get out of a, a jam. If you're like, okay, I know, I know what I want to make this sound like, but I don't know how to do it. You can kind of reference the music theory and, and know like, okay, these are the notes that I should be playing with. And then you can go from there. And, and I think that when you start taking like warfare and, and strategy and all that, it's kind of the opposite where you have, um, you know, like the science of things and, and, you know, you start getting real down into like, okay, if we're going to launch an attack in the morning, we should approach it from this direction. So that way our backs are to the sun. Like you can get into the smaller things like that. Um, or you can have the broad kind of like, a, you know, whole, whole thing of like, okay, this is the trend that's been going on. We're going to, you know, do like a statistic analysis and, in in with what Intel we have and, and what, uh, you know, they've been doing up to this point and, you know, come to the conclusion that they're probably going to start doing this. And, you know, you do like the most likely course of action, most deadly course of action. Um, and then you, you get everybody fit to, to go attack the, attack the problem, but you still have like that kind of artistic method of, of, um, you know, how you want to do it. Like you have that jazz that you can play and, and, and you, you can get a little, uh, you know, interesting with it. Like it, you, you don't need to take the doctrine and follow it to a T. And the best doctrine is something that you should be able to take on like a fundamental stance and change it for the scenario and know how to change it and know what's going to look good. And, and so I think that, you know, to your point, like the, the generally the best leaders are somebody that has some sort of artistic discipline um, in their, sort of personality they, they understand that there's a time where you can kind of flex the rules and flex what's uh well there's a time to follow like, yeah there's a time to follow the doctrine and then there's a time to break it because yeah uh, i mean and, you look at a lot of knowing that is really the key like i think that so many people will say it and they'll parrot it and they'll say like oh okay yeah you know here's the doctrine here's what's been taught for you know generations by the army, the Marine Corps, the, the U S military in general, this military, whatever. Um, this is what I've been taught, but knowing that one, you can, you can break from that doctrine and, you know, met TC analysis, all that, which is just like a huge buzzword now for, I don't fucking know. Um, you know, being able to really know when it's like, okay, this will not be applicable in, in doing that. Um, down the line thinking of, of like your whole line of like cause and effect, like, okay, here's the situation that we're in doctrinally. This is the best result of this. Okay. If we do this, then what will happen? ML Koa, MD Koa. Okay. And then what's going to happen? And then what's going to happen? And then what's going to happen? Okay. Maybe this isn't the best idea. Let's take this and then shift it and try to do these things because per each ML Koa, MD Koa, these were the kind of the common denominators that they were doing that, you know, like you can get into it like that and, and start changing things and, and just that like critical thinking line. And I think that there's a lot of guys that just don't have that ability. Nope. Nope. I agree. I don't think a lot of guys, well, it's a hard thing to like a lot of these dudes are trying to self teach their ways into being soldiers. It's fucking tough. Well, that's, man. that's the problem too, is that the majority of these guys, you can't pick and choose what you want to learn. And a lot and, of it is integral information. Like, and it's just, you don't have the time. I mean, shit. Yep. 
Hoosier said he got a solid 33 days of training this year. Yeah. Which is excellent. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, compare that to, uh, you know, how long is basic training? It's a lot longer than 33 days. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think you're, just, you're on the back foot. I think that that's that the biggest shit. problem with, with a lot of these guys is like, you know, I think that all of us are fortunate enough um, to where we were getting paid. And I still do from time yeah. to time to get just taught. This is what you need to do. Here's the training that you're going to go to. This is the package that, that we're sending you to go here. We're not going to bother you. Just sit down and focus on what's being taught and come back in two weeks and be able to teach the rest of the guys here what you learn. Yeah. And yep. it's it's uninterrupted and it's, you know, the, the, the military is extremely good at making the most out of a short amount of time and having the curriculum and a good mix of, of everything to, to teach guys effectively. I mean, you think of when you when you look at like the the school for like dudes that are going to be linguists like how quickly they become fluent in another language like i remember when i was in comm school there was a guy who was an intel uh guy who ended up getting dropped because uh there was like some incident with alcohol or something and they they stuck him in the in the radio world um but he was fluent in russian because when he went to intel school he got taught Russian and, and they taught him how to be fluent in like two months. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It, it, and you know, for, for somebody who's casually browsing Duolingo or even if they daily do exercises and try to build their streak and stuff, like it's going to take a lot longer than two months to become fluent because you're not waking up, getting breakfast and then learning it all day. Yeah. And then, Flowers going to bed and doing it all over again for two months. Yeah, you just can't as a regular layperson. No, no, and and no way. I think that there's a lot to be said for the guys that are, you know, very ahead of the average person in terms of like their tactical knowledge, their uh, ability to approach things, and and you know, be able to take the money that they're that they're earning and working for and being able to spend it on kit while balancing you know, work and life and, and, you know, family, if they have it and all that stuff and, and still getting out and learning all this stuff. I think that there's a lot to be said for that, but the most successful people are ones that have prior military to help them out. And I'm not saying that from like a stance of superiority of like the military is best, but it's just, it's such a leg up. Well, yeah, those guys have been, you know, we, we've been afforded the ability to spend, you know, years of just uninterrupted training to, yeah. teach, to teach us how to, you know, uh, enact warfare. Like being able to to have the the resources of those guys and and take them and, and teach them to people that you know teach those skills to guys that are not um, able to do that stuff with the, you know just the uninterrupted time is is incredible. Like. It's it's very that that's why I'm I'm really glad to see that there's a lot more guys that are like us where they don't want to like gatekeep information and all that. 
that do or don't want to gatekeep it that don't want to gatekeep it like within their within their friends like there's a lot of stuff that we'll cover i'm not going to talk about on, on like a public page um but it's it's not because i'm gatekeeping the information as a whole it's just because like anything i put out is public um, anybody can can go in and you know read it and see like okay these are the ttps these are the way that they're doing things so yeah <coughs> that's what i do i just pay attention to what everyone says and i just well, yeah. There's the, for, for for everybody that's that's being active with with interacting after a, a post or whatever. There's there's hundreds of people that are just watching, lurking, seeing, yeah, lurking, lurking, reading your shit, taking notes, and you know, there, there there's so many people too where you know you talk to them after a long time of kind of you know hearing their conversations and small interactions here and there, and then you find out like, oh, we are not on the same side of we're not on the same page. No, nope. it's like that whole time they've just been taking in information on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know you. Yeah, and do you know them, right? Like yeah, I think that that's kind of the the other problem too with a lot of guys that want to just like kind of regurgitate information that they know and have like the informational pages and all that stuff and mm-hmm. I think that it's good because like when people ask you questions um, or challenge you and not in like a negative way, but just challenge like, Hey, what about this? Um, I think that it does help you to formulate like what the best course of action would be. Um, And it helps you learn the subject even deeper and get like a better understanding of it. But at the same time, like you're just putting going to use it against you. No one reads my shit, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, same. Yeah, here's one. What What would you two say is... What does an ally look to you? God, I hate that word now. But what does an ally look to you? Like, what's someone who's on the same page with you look like? In a, a short blurb. Christian. Family. Yep. Family man. Yep. Yep. For me, it, it comes down to Christianity. Uh, we've talked about before, but yeah, I, I would yeah. Say, you, uh, you can yeah. be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, you can be any of yeah, that. Uh, and, and the spectrum is so broad. The spectrum is so broad. But you're, you can be. We can both both vote for the same person in a political party, but your ethics and morals could be light years different than my, me. Whereas at least with Christianity, we're at least in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah. and and. I think that the past year has really just exacerbated that too. Yes. Just in like international politics, like you immediately see where like a talking heads motivations truly come from. And a lot of the guys that dudes would be like, Oh no, he's so based. It's like, yeah, but he does not believe what I believe. And it's kind of, well, what he wants is antithetical to what I want for my progress, despite the fact that we might both have an R next to our name or an I next yes. to name or whatever the fuck. So well, the like, problem okay. too is when you narrow it to a 50-50, you have, you know, you have two choices to pick and everybody's going to gravitate toward whatever's most similar to them. And that most yeah. similar might just be a hair more similar than the other option. Yeah. Yep. Like, for example, if, if this next election, if it's like Trump versus Biden again, like, I don't necessarily agree with trump 
but he's a you don't think closer than Biden. you don't think I don't even know if I'm the, gonna vote to be honest. Like I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> at the line I always like dropping on people. I'm like, you don't think the guy that uh cheats on his wives and has sex with prostitutes, that's not your guy? That's not your family values, man. Oh, uh, truly. Well the the thing too that I think that a lot of people need to realize is that every political candidate that I've seen at least is going to say what they can get the most amount of people in their target audience to, to latch yep. onto. And then Appeal once they actually demographics. Well yeah, and then once they actually get into office, they're always very middle middle road. Like, you huh. know, Trump's gonna say, Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna build the wall. We're gonna kick out all the illegals. Um, you know, we're gonna uh, stop the the quote unquote woke agenda. Like the attack on Christianity is over. All this stuff. And then if he gets elected, it's gonna be very like middle of the road. And yep. a lot of the the you know more extreme, which is very not extreme. Um, just you know subjectively extreme for him. Um, not gonna get done. And with Biden, right? Like he was saying, oh, we're gonna eliminate student. Student loan debt. We're going to do this. We're going to try to get uh, you know, full care to everybody. And and it's like, how much of that has actually happened? And at the end of the day, like the only thing that's really going to that that the president is really going to do that's going to affect you one way or the other is like, are your gas prices high or low, and how are grocery prices doing? And it's wow. even that stuff is like so down the line from you know. If they make a decision, it's it's going to take a little while for those things to be affected. Absolutely. That's why you're riding with Biden, right? It can't get much worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing too. Is like the people that me. Give me more. <laughs> the people that specifically are like, I want everything to collapse, so I'm going to vote for the worst option. Like. I mean, I guess on one hand, I just was saying how it doesn't matter, but on the other hand, like now you just have higher gas prices. <laughs> When you're I when you're sit, when you when you vote misanthropic, and then all of a sudden your city gets picked by God to be decimated by brimstone and fire. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> listen, listen. This year, this year, I think we can all agree on one thing: Barabbas for president. Let's get let's get Barabbas up there. It's going to be great. Yeah. No kidding. Mm. That's that's democracy in action right there. Uh, shit. Well, gang, it's been great catching up. It's been too long. Has it really? Holy shit! It's already been. Uh, I, I know, didn't even realize what time it was. I, no, I, I I, when's the last time I chatted with you guys? It's been half a year, more. Yeah, two years, I think it's been like a it, half might, year. it might be a full year. It might be a full year since we chatted. Uh, I don't think so because this is when we were talking about like legal stuff, like. If you blast that feels, we're more. talking about the brace it, bands and stuff. Or oh was that? yeah, that, that was like the that feels band. like a long time ago, but yeah, time flies. Well, yeah, that would have been like April, March time frame, like earlier this yeah. year. So about nine months, about nine months. Yeah. So, well, you want to you want to close this out? Long. You want to close this out with a prayer? Yeah, let's take it. Let's take it, it away. Uh, you want me to do it or you? Yeah, yeah, you can take it. All right. Lord our God, whatever sins I've committed this day in word, deed, or thought, forgive me, for you are good and love all people. Grant me a peaceful and undisturbed sleep. Protect me from every abuse and plot of the evil.